Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Good afternoon, welcome back to the Clarence Blue Podcast. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined once more by Ashley Priest. Ash, we caught up 13 hours ago when we were discussing transfer deadline day. Have you had a good sleep since then, at least? Oh uh, yeah, I did, yeah, to be fair. I got the press conference time wrong this morning. I, I read it as yeah. quarter past nine. So I rocked up at Bodymore pretty early. It was quarter to ten, actually, so half an hour early. Um, give me a chance to do some prep, I guess. But yeah, Bodymore Heath this morning. Some stories over lunchtime. Spoke to Jan Bednarak as well. Spoke to him earlier. Nice. Um, he had to sit down with the press. And uh, all eyes on Man City tomorrow. Piece of cake. Three points in the bag. And uh, rocking and rolling again. <laughs> well, we've been told many times that this podcast is too negative. So, uh, started well there with a, a score prediction early on already. Uh, I slept terribly last night for some reason. I just couldn't get off after after working late. I got terrible back pain as well. But... Yeah, less of that. Um, talk about the presser then. <laughs> I love the fact you arrived half an hour earlier, particularly for some reason. Um, what was the mood like? The question I ask you every single week, because the longer it goes on that Villas don't start winning games, I assume it's going to get more and more sombre over there. Um, so how was it? You had more time to soak it in than usual. Yeah, I was very rushed again. It's only ten, we're going to get 10 minutes at the end of the broadcast section. I've had a look at the Gerard's Villa TV one as well. But yeah, the mood is, as you were, no real... Mega lines to come out of it. No, not, not much fighting talk really from the manager. Um, he's just looking for a reaction and looking for a result. He wants his players to fight. He was asked what he's been pleased with most, and he says we're not too far away. Um, is what he said. Um, but yeah, he's, the players are showing the, the commitment, the, the, the fight that he's looking for. Just lacking a little bit of quality, and now it's when needed. So yeah, no real juicy lines really. He spoke about Douglas Louise's situation. He spoke with Dougie yesterday. Outlined is the reasons why the club wanted to keep him, given Arsenal's three bids in the end. I think it was. I think Douglas will be fine. He'll crack on. Um, his contract situation is precarious. That roll into into January, as we know. But it's World Cup year, and he'll, he'll knuckle down and want to get want, want to get that Brazil team. And Douglas is, is a good egg anyway. He's, he's, he's he came to the fore when we needed him during Project Restart. He's always knuckled down um, and works hard. So I've got no problem with Douglas. Bit of a funny situation. What played out yesterday, as we know. What else? <clears throat> he spoke about Dendonka, the Dendonka deal. Um, he wasn't on Villa's list at all, came out of nowhere, came late, that one. I think Dendonka wanted to push through with it. It's World Cup year. He wanted to get in the Belgium team and, and cement his place there. And that happened very quickly, the Dendonka stuff. And sadly, he's got a bit of a throat issue. I think he needs a lozenger or something, but he's, he's not very well. And there's a, he's a doubt for tomorrow. But yeah, uh, Bednarak was signing... Gerard and Jan Langer looked at, um, and he he spoke well today as well, and wants to be in threat in both boxes. Big, strong, physical guy, Bednarek, and he could could start tomorrow, given the opposition up against up against big and burly Erling Haaland, hmm. and um, yeah, he needs to be on your metal there. So press conference, no nothing juicy, nothing nothing as you were quite quiet, no real big lines from it, and um, yeah, just desperate for a result and. 
Can't see one tomorrow, but you never know. Yeah, it all does feel a little bit subdued, but that is going to happen yeah, every night. That's the so we've had, and there's no point coming out and acting big and talking big when you're going to play Man City. And you know, I've asked for score predictions in, in the comments. As you, you were quite positive, and um, somebody said, "Oh, I don't look quite convinced with your score prediction," but there can't be many Villa fans who are going to be predicting Villa to win tomorrow or, or even nick a point. So you don't come out before that going, "Oh, yeah, we're going to you know really take Man City to the, Man City to the edge and then lose." 5-0 or something, so I understand it being a bit subdued, to be honest. Um, I'll flash up the injury update cards just because I've got it there, but it's, it is Dendonka who's the only one, really, and kind of be making a deadline day's signing in time for them to play on the Saturday, and they can't, might, not, might not feature because they've got a throat problem. Is <laughs> classic villa, isn't it? Very villa. Only, only things happens to us. Like you said, get a strepsil down you and jog on some. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, a throat problem, what does that mean? Is that COVID-related thing? Is it a precaution in not integrating him back? Oh, they'd say the same for Bednarik if that was the okay. case. So, yeah, yeah, strange one. I, I would have liked to see him start, to be honest, if he, if he's fit and available and he's got today and tomorrow morning um, kick off at 5.30, don't we? So the rest of tomorrow to hopefully get, that, get those strepsils down him or, or the you know, or the throat tablets are available. Um, I would like to see him start. Bit of physicality in there, like you said. I don't, I'm not quite sure about Bednarik, but I, I'd almost have Den Donker playing in there as a number six and say, right, you man Mark Harland. If Harland plays, yeah. you just follow yeah. him. Stand yeah. on his toes, get in his way. That's your job for today. So if he's unavailable because of a sore throat, not a great start, but you know, what can you do? Yeah, I, I'd play him if he was fit and, and get, gets the okay to play. I think he, he, he'd suit playing alongside Kamara. Be that, be a, Man City have all the possession tomorrow, be a low block from Villa. And yeah, stick on Erling Harland, keep him quiet if you can, kick him up in the air if you have to. And um, and yeah, I th- I'd love to start with Den Dunker tomorrow. Exactly the player we need, given the opposition we'll be coming up against. So yeah, tough old player, Den Dunker, and hopefully it be- becomes a good signing for us. Mm, I do think that it makes sense. We, obviously, we spoke about it last night on the, the deadline day show, but it is one of those ones that if I saw West Ham signing with Newcastle or Everton, I'd probably look at it and go, mm, smart signing for them. So I'm, I'm kind of glad Villa did dip in there and, and, and maybe steal a, steal a deal away from somebody else. I think he, he adds a lot to or could add a lot to the squad. Yeah. Um, normally have a break midway through these for away from match day. Is there anything else you want to specifically talk about that's not Man City related? It all just feels like it was all transfers yesterday. So is there anything else you do want to talk about away from Man City? Otherwise, this is going to be quite a, a, a short show. What's much, nothing much to discuss, really. Away from Man City, we need a result, don't we? Um I don't know. But Dan, any other business for you? Any, anything on the agenda for you? Um no, it all just feels a little bit flat, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know whether this is because we've done a lot of podcasts this week. Because obviously we played midweek with the Arsenal game as well, so we've done podcast Monday, one on Wednesday, deadline day last night. So there's no transfer rumours to talk about. Those Douglas Louise maybe is, is a little bit of a talking point. That's but that's kind of the match day. I suppose I'm going to come on to it in a sec. But do you think he will be integrated back into the squad after the kind of antics yesterday, and that he is fit and ready and ready to go, and you know that won't really matter. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he starts um, tomorrow. Given we need discipline against Man City, I don't think Jacob Ramsey would start. I'm not sure on that one. So it'd be a toss-up between Douglas and uh, Dindonka, who comes in, I think, perhaps a three-man midfield. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Douglas's mentality is. I think he'd be fine. Um, Villa are quite relaxed about that situation. Um, who knows, maybe a new contract may be on the table, like we mentioned last night mm. in our roundup. So we'll see with that one. Yeah, Douglas... Tends to play well against his former club, Man City. Um, but yeah, shouldn't be a problem there. Anything else, really? 
Nothing really much going on. Really, very, very subdued, like you say. We need a result and we need to lift the doom and gloom. Here's a here's an away from match day uh, little thing. It's a comment from Peter Willis. He says, guys, I'm a bit disturbed by the fact we've let so many players go out on loan, especially those from the glorious generation of two seasons ago. We seem to need covering so many positions, but let them all go. Are they either not actually that good or is Gerald not to pl- prepared to play kids because he's secure in his own place as manager? Um, we did touch on this a little bit last night, but there is a lot of these players going out on loan that you, know, you almost look at somebody like you know, El Ghazi, he's going on a permanent, but someone like an El Ghazi or Truro now, if we do want to switch it up to play out-and-out wingers, I've only got Bailey, so uh, you know, letting go of all those forward players, as much as they might not have had a future, you do almost look at it and go, well, if we're in a pinch, we might need them. Timur Abunin, yeah. the same. Courtney Hawes, less so now we've got Bednarik in, but I understand... Um, Name is that? Sorry, score past it, Peter. I understand the, the concerns there as well. Yeah, and the thing is, when you play youngsters, the fans get right behind them, and you know mm. what I mean. The crowd reacts, and they want the will them on. They don't be too negative with the youngsters. I'd, I'd like to see Tim play and and Cameron Archer. There's a buzz around Cameron Archer at the moment. The fans get right behind him when he comes on tomorrow. If he does, like well, look, someone like Jaden Philogene as well, doing well at Cardiff, a winger um, in form last season. Yeah, I know he went out pretty early. Villa are lacking in that winger department, as you spoke about yesterday as well. So, yeah, I'd like to see more of the youngsters because the fans fans don't really get right behind them, as, as we've said. But, yeah, we're in a sticky situation at the moment and coming up against top opposition tomorrow. Yeah, you expect Villa will be camped in and hopefully they'll take the chances if they arise. But, yeah, we, we, we ran City twice, uh, close twice, haven't we, Dan? Mm-hmm. Final uh, last season, looking pretty good against them. It all collapsed in that six or eight-minute spell. Couldn't hang on. For love no money. Then a Villa Park. When was that now? Back last, last November, something like that. December, I think. Early December. Yeah, December. Um, I kind of had that chance later on as well, and we 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 dug, we, we dug in, suffered together. It's corner Gerard Fraser and, and nearly, nearly got a result there. So we ran them ran them close on, on two occasions, and we'll see what tomorrow brings. But yeah, Harland, Alvarez. I think De Bruyne was rested in the week. As well, and, and Jack Grealish is back in training as well. He's missed the last three games, so he could come play tomorrow. Yeah, Man City strong, and you don't fancy Villa's chances, really. Hopefully, galvanizes them, and you know, what I mean, that siege mentality. You go out there, you need to prove a point to the fans first and foremost. Come out there fighting, and uh, the, the crowd will react with you. I mean, mm. if you're stealing to a challenge early doors and show that commitment, and, 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 and we're willing to run beyond the lines and, and go at Man City, you have the crowd with you then. and, and I mean that that, that that put Man City on the back foot, but easier easier said than done. We need to see more, we need to see more, both from Gerard tactically and and from the players themselves. Hmm. Just going back to the youngsters there that we were talking about, it's also difficult to throw in two 19-year-olds into the first team when you're on a sticky patch as well. Because if we started Timmy Rabunam and Cameron Archer out of nowhere tomorrow and we've lost four out of five, you'd be going, that's, that's weird as well. You're putting the yeah. kids under pressure. So getting them low in time does make sense. I know Archer's still here. Um, two that we didn't mention last night, I, I don't think we did anyway, unless I was half asleep, was Sanson and, and Gilbert. Obviously didn't secure moves away. I think the Turkish market is still open. Which yep. <laughs> It's a possibility at this stage, so at least they get some minutes, I suppose, because um, it looks like they don't have a future at Villa, does it? No, you can put Nicamber in there as well. Uh, I think mm, Nicamber yeah, wanted, wanted, wanted to move on as well. Um, so I think Gerald will have a conversation with all those mentioned today. He needs to rally around them and, uh, yeah, uh, he'll assess what will happen with, with that Turkish window we're aware of as well. But they need to reset and and hopefully push, push themselves in contention once again. There was push to one side 
which would have been hard to deal with. We've seen Gilbert's tweet yesterday, spoke of his disappointment of, of not, not, not securing a move for him. Uh, and yeah, Jared, I've spoken about them, them three today, and we'll have conversations with them and try and reset them and hopefully they can show a bit of form in training. And, and it all depends whether they get some game time on the pitch, which, judging by what we've seen so far, is, is doubtful. So yeah, um, a penny for their thoughts, really. We'll see what happens with them and what develops. So yeah, disappointing. Yeah. With Sanson and Gilbert, it is difficult because that's now Smith and Gerard that both haven't really played played much with them. Gilbert did have a spell, didn't he? But not 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 much after that. Sanson's barely had a look in at all, and I know he's had his injury problems. The fact that they're still here at the moment, and obviously they could still move on to, to somewhere in the next is it week? I think the, the Turkish market is open for. Um, yeah, you know, it's obviously a possibility they go if they do stay. There's always a chance that. If there is a managerial change at Villa, they've got a, a third fresh start. But when a couple of managers don't play them, it doesn't particularly bode well that there's something they've seen that they don't quite fancy. So I don't mm. really see things changing. Um, let's do predicted 11 then. I asked you to do this before, to knock up a few graf- uh, extra graphics because you put Bednarek in there, spoiler alert. Um, we just talked about wanting to put Dendonk in, in available. He's not in this side that we've picked because of, I assume, the, the throat situation that you talked about. But if he is fit... Um, I would like to stick him in there, but just talk me through this this predicted eleven that you've gone for. Yeah, well, I've gone for Bednarak to give me sheer size up against what will be against Harland, and hopefully he can do a job against him um, physically. Because I think Kanter's lacking that little bit of physicality at the moment, a little bit of confidence. And but speaking to Bednarak earlier, he's, he's he's full of life, and you can see it in his eyes. He's desperate to impress the Aaron. He spoke about his willingness to. to He's been promised game time as well, Bednarek, which obviously is a given anyway when you, you do transfer negotiations. And yeah, um, I, I play Bednarek tomorrow, give him a crack, and uh, who knows? But yeah, if Duncan's fit and available, I'd start him in a two alongside Kamara with the three behind the Watkins in front of them. So that's it. We need to see some performances tomorrow. John McGinn, can he, can he put in a, a performance now? Um, so it's all on the players, really. That system I've just showed you there, the two tens, Buendia, Coutinho, they caused City problems at the Etihad on the phone line of last season. I know it's a different City side now. so But I can't see Villa going with two strikers tomorrow, as they usually do at home with Ings and Watkins. I think that that, that I think we need more, more bodies beyond the ball. Um, and hopefully a bit of quality when we have it. And Buendia and Coutinho have that. So hopefully, yeah, in, in the good moments, we need to take the chances and... Hopefully, I think that that's why they'll go two tens behind a, a nine, uh, a three-man midfield, and yeah, bodies on the line at the back. I suspect. Mm, uh, Body, I was doing his press conference at half one, so there's every chance that Holland is rested at some point. I think there was talk of it before the Forest game, and then he started that, scored a hat trick, and then came yeah. off. Um, but you know, Holland could come on after with twenty minutes ago and, and score a hat trick. To be honest, he's a he's an alien of a footballer. He could he could yeah. do anything. Um, there's no, there's almost no. Not no shame losing to Man City because no one wants to lose a game, and I, I don't really like this kind of free hit attitude. That well, if you do lose four 0 you go, oh well, you know, it doesn't matter. On to the next one because it, it, it is a bit of a case of there's a comment here different Dan damage limitation. You don't want to get a battering. You don't want to have your goal difference taking a hit when you're already losing four out of five. So you want to be in the game. Like we we gave Man City two decent games last season. Like you said, one of Gerard's first games when he when he joined. Um, one of his first defeats, and you kind of thought, well, we were in that in the second half. We yeah. scored early doors in the second brilliant. half. Like you know, we've kind of been unlucky to lose, really. And obviously, tuning up against them on the final day of the season, and we all know what happened in the that six minute, eight minute mental spell. Um, so 
it's difficult to write off games, but we are going to do score predictions in a second. I think we'll probably both put Villa to lose, and most people will, because that's been realistic. But you've got to at least go out there and see some kind of fight. And if we do go ahead or we score a couple of goals and lose in another 3-2 or 4-2 or something like that, you could at least go, well, we've seen something there for signs of progress that we now go and beat bottom of the table Leicester the, the week afterwards which is a massive massive game yeah. um, so if we can nick something whether it's a point or or, or, or the full three tomorrow which you know, I can't even believe I'm suggesting it you know it, that will make a massive massive difference but I, just, I can't see it to be honest can you? No I can't Mo. it all depends on the atmosphere tomorrow if Man City score early you leave a pin drop and it, it could turn quite quickly If, if we go 1-0 cool. down early it's game over it's, Oh yeah There's no way we come back but it's, like you say, I think Man City went ahead at Newcastle in the fifth minute and you expect them to run away with it and Newcastle pegged them back. The crowd got right behind them and Man City struggled a little bit. So I'm hoping the crowd play a part tomorrow, but the fans need to see something on the pitch for that to happen. Um, they need to really go out, really go out the City and make it a tough game and, and drag them into a dogfight if they can. So here's hoping. Get a, get a hope, in you? Um you can't see anything other than the City win. I try and be positive. Maybe nick a draw, but given what Newcastle did to City at St James's and and, and what that did, but yeah, Newcastle in a far better place than Villa at the moment, and mm. we'll see what plays out. So we need to see, need to see big improvements across the board, don't we? Really? Yeah. Let's get some score predictions in the in the live chat. Then um, we'll also go to our sad or whatever you want to call it spreadsheet um, of the the season predictions so far. It's colour-coded and everything. It is sad, but I like to keep a track of things now. So, I'm actually in the lead now after Arsenal, just on the basis that I seem to keep getting the correct outcome. I've had it four times so far. You've got one correct score. So you've nailed the bottom one, and Pat's got two correct outcomes. So, four points for me, three points for you, and two points for Pat in the month of August. Pat, I already asked him for a scoreline on WhatsApp, and he sent me like, <laughs> loads of numbers, nil. And I was like, well, I can't put that in my spreadsheet. And he said, all right, three nil. So, he's gone for a three nil defeat. I'll put you first. What do you want to go for? What do you want me to enter into this little tab? Uh, I've got 2-1 City. 2-1 City. Okay. I think I've got to join you in, in saying a defeat, to be honest, because I can't. I just can't see anything else. Am I going to go the most negative out of all of us again? Yes, probably. I'll say four. Actually, you know what? Four, four, one. Let's have a goal. Maybe we'll go ahead early and get get a bit of optimism and think we're going to win, and then maybe we push the shreds in the second half or something. Um, I don't take any joy. I'm smiling. I'm laughing. I don't take any joy there. I mean, three red score predictions in a row there for me. I don't like predicting Villa to lose, but got a league to have one out. <laughs> I want to be realistic. I want to. I want to win this mini league. Um, some comments then. Let's finish on these. Um, nil nine. 4-1 City, 0-7, score could be yeah. anything, 4 0 3-1, 5-1, 5-1, 5-0, 2-2, take a 2-2, 0-2, 3-1, 2-0 Villa, there we go, we'll end on that, FM Rage, 2-0 Villa, the first winning score prediction from the podcast. Um yeah, I mean, it, I just want to see a performance. I think we're, all, we're very all clearly seeing Villa expecting to lose. If we go there and we come away from it and we're doing our post-match pod tomorrow night and we're saying, you know what, we were in that for the first half or we were in that for an hour. We went ahead, we, we looked okay, we had some energy about us. I'll take some kind of positivity into Leicester then and be, I'll be coming on here before Leicester and going, you know what, we're going to win because we looked right against Man City. Um, yeah. I just don't want to see a, 
uh, you know, tepid performance when we're, when we're nowhere near it and they just win 6-0 or something and it's it's just pathetic. I want to see something. Um, yeah, that's it, Ash, I think. I'll let you crack on with the, with the rest of your day. Just a, a, a short, quick one, like we said. We've done a lot of podcasts this week, so we are going to be repeating ourselves if we go into transfers and things like that again. Um, so thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for the score predictions, <laughs> however negative they might be. Uh, it's me and Matt Kendrick on the post-match pod tomorrow night, so 5.30 kickoff, so half nine, 10 p.m., something like that will do it. So join us for that. And then, um, yeah, we'll look ahead to see what happens with, with Villa and Steven Gerrard and the rest of the players heading into next week. Uh, Ash, thanks for your time. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you again tomorrow evening. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.